This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts Podcast with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's a lot of and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today, Broadway Con is a really special event that happens every year, and it is a celebration of all things Broadway, and it just brings together the most passionate, kind, loving, empathy-filled people year after year. And at my first Broadway Con, someone came up to me and introduced himself and said, you may not remember me, but when you were doing your Good Man Charlie Brown, I was at the stage door. And you were so kind to me, and that meant the world. And what's so crazy is, as he was saying, you may not remember me, although I'm not known to have the best memory on the planet, I swear I did remember him and his kindness and his warmth and his exuberance about the show. And it really is, what's that adage, like, always be nice to everyone on the way up because you never know when you're coming back down or where they're going to end up? Well, Robbie Roselle, who is my guest today, has become known as the Diva Whisperer. He has many jobs. One of them is just being beloved by the Broadway community. He works for Broadway Records. He's a designer. He is the one who came up with the beautiful Pride playbill, the rainbow banner that we see on our playbills during Pride Month uh, when we go see Broadway shows. He is also known as the Diva Whisperer because, that phrase coined by the great Laura Benanti, he sits down with the most famous singers from Broadway and creates cabaret shows for them. 
where they really express themselves and their life story and things they want to say that aren't scripted from a big show, but really come from themselves. And he's done this with Melissa Errico, Laura Benanti, as I mentioned, um, Jessica Vosk, among others. And he is just extraordinarily talented at helping people curate personalized shows that express themselves really deeply, beautifully, and a new original way. All of this is to say, this year at Broadway Con, I grabbed Robbie and I got him to spend a few minutes with me because I really wanted to know, how do you create a cabaret show? They're very, I don't know, they're trending, I should say. It's really become a huge thing in New York and all over. And why is he so good at it? And how does he do it? And he granted me access and now you access into the process. So today is a thank you to Robbie, who brings so much joy to so many of us. He's one of the funniest people I know. And he has no idea how much it meant to me that he remembered me, because that's a really good feeling to know that your work has resonated and to have the opportunity all these years later to say thank you and to celebrate him is really what Broadway Con and the Broadway community is all about. So here's Robbie Roselle on the podcast. Today is Robbie Roselle. Hey everyone, can you do that? Go yeah. ahead. Hey everyone, my guest today is Robbie Roselle. Robbie is a cabaret They're cheering director. Cheering for you, Robbie. Thank you so much. <laughs> But he is, well, you're many things. Why don't you describe the different things you do professionally? Uh, uh, Laura Benanti called me a creative director um, because of the myriad of weird things that I do. Uh, I am a graphic designer for Broadway Records. I design cast albums. I am a cabaret writer and director and vaguely sometimes a performer. I was the creative director of Playbill for three years and created Playbill Pride with Blake Ross and Adam Hedrick. I design a lot of websites for people, uh, and I'm very funny on Twitter. So well, there you go. Another another moniker <laughs> oh, uh, that you've been given is the Diva Whisperer. And part of why they call Robbie Roselle the Diva Whisperer is, along with all the, the myriad of things that he's just mentioned, Yikes. he has been involved in curating and creating cabaret acts yeah. and performances for some of the most famous women on Broadway and men. Yeah, I'll take it. Mostly Tony winners. <laughs> Nominees. Nominees. Nominees or winners. Yeah. And I'm going to read just a, a short list of, oh, of some of the people that you've worked with and created shows for. Melissa Errico and Ryan Silverman, Jessica mm -hmm. Vosk, Mika Graf Lanzaroni, Kate Baldwin, Rachel Levy, Jonathan Demar, Stephen Frenzy, and yourself. Yeah, I did a thing. Among others. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know that people understand that there is so much work that goes into creating what, in essence, would be described as a one-woman or one-man show sure. for people who are used to doing musicals written by other people yeah, yeah, yeah. with full cast. So when you sit down with Melissa Errico or Jessica Vosk or any of these people, mm -hmm. where do you begin? I am so anti the trope of, I was an actress and I moved to New York and my heart was broken and please enjoy my version of Hello Young Lovers that I did at Beef and Boards. That is not right. the banter you want it's shared. It's the worst. Okay. And it's... Sadly, uh, the, what cabaret is a lot of time, not great cabaret, just cabaret. Uh, I love to like walk in, roll up my sleeves and say, what story do we want to tell? How do we want to shape this piece? 
Melissa Erico's shows. We've done three now, and they're vastly different from each other. Uh, one is an all Sondheim show, but with like her talking about working with Steve in Passion and uh, working with Steve in Sunday in the Park with George and uh, Do I Hear a Waltz, but also like just being riveting and beautiful like she is, but making her personable to the audience so it's not and then I sang ba 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 hate that so for that show uh-huh. for example sure. did she say hey I want to do Sondheim I, these I, are the songs I want to do can you help me create a show or? so she and I sit together and handpick stuff somehow I have a very good knack of pairing performer material i'm like i'm really good at that i used to coach college auditions because i was really good at saying this is what you should sing please enjoy point park uh (laughs) well then that that brings me to you for a minute Mm -hmm. you seem to me to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the musical theater that's true i can't add or subtract but but i know every song that was cut from Carrie the Musical. Yeah. And is that because from a very young age you just started listening and listening or going? Like, where did this knowledge come from? I... I was... I'm a very smart... I I was... (laughs) I was a a very smart kid who was very bored. So I would listen to cast albums a lot and pour over the liner notes and memorize, like, these stats... Like you know the Dolly the Levi's, yeah, 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 all that stuff. This was your thing. That was me, absolute writ large. And so uh, again, I can't do human things. <laughs> I can't no, make. You can't I, do I, human I, things. I can't make coffee. Okay. But right. But, but luckily, there's a Starbucks on your corner. For, correct. But but like if you need a Roger and Hammerstein song, uh, I can give you a lesser known one that will make somebody sit up and go, oh. Right, that. I'm interested in you singing that at me. And so that's sort of how I've curated this this cabaret life. Uh, Nika Graf Lanzaroni and I did a really wonderful show together called uh, Hero Worship that we did in three sections because Nika, Nika was very resistant about doing a solo show until it could be about celebrating the people that she truly loved, which was her family the musical theater and the pop world in such a way so that we could segment it one, two, three family musicals pop and tie it all together to, and what sort of all those inspirations that created the beautiful guacamole that is her. Does that make sense? I love guacamole. So I'm, for me it does. Listen, mild, medium, hot, I'll take it. No, but it sounds like there's the thoughtfulness in terms of what does this person yeah. want to say? What do they want to celebrate? What, story, what do they want to share? And how do you create do a show tell? around it? What story do they want to tell? the first person who came to you? Or how did the first show come together? The first show that I worked on was uh, Elena Shadow's show uh, that she did just after Bridges and Madison County closed. She was Kelly O'Hara's standby. And... Uh, we were just sort of looking for a way to work together. I didn't direct it. I just helped pull material for it. But out of that show, one of the special guests was a woman named Jessica Vosk, uh, who has gone on to become my muse because she is me with lady parts. We speak the same language. Uh, musically, she's 
<laughs> the greatest thing in the world. Uh, and we've written three very different shows. We're about to do one in two minutes. Uh, um, so you got to go. Next week. Yeah. Uh, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we have a, a run that sold out eight months ago. Eight months ago. So That's she insane has a, a beloved fan base it's that really, wicked. yeah. Because she was a, a green girl. Um but she and I hit it off instantly, and I was like, let's go do this. She was a swing in Burgess at the time. We had the best time putting that first show together. It was called uh, I Came From Jersey for this. We followed it up a year later at Joe's Pub with You Asked For It. And now we're back with Being Green, which is like her year, her 13 months on the road with Wicked, just riding a cherry picker every day. And just what funny, crazy stories do you have, you know, That's about... Great. What happens during a no-fly performance of Wicked when uh, when you don't fly and you're five foot three and you just have to barge stage center and everybody has to literally get down, lay on the ground, so they and seem point? Small <laughs> yeah, it's they, that's called the Plan B. But she's like, but is that is that a Plan B that like? Everyone has rehearsed. Correct. Like if for some yes. reason that's the Belinda wicked... cannot go up into the air. No, it's alphabet at defying gravity. Sorry. So Sorry. she's supposed to be defying gravity. She's actually not defying <laughs> gravity. And so she What's has to run stage gravity? center. Yeah. Belt and point and like over literally like just doing the robot, doing the funky chicken, whatever, to distract from the fact that she's not in the I'm air. Going nowhere. So they all lay down. Come flat on the ground, look up and point. Look at her. She's wicked. Get her. And she's just like. I'm really, I'm really powerful right yeah. now. And she's like a small human. With a broomstick. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's so that, funny stories to tell. Yes. Yeah. But exactly. And we never think about what happens on the night that Elphaba can't go up in the air yeah. on her broomstick. Or was, and that's, you know, just a segment of it because, you know, touring is a lot. Uh, of stuff and especially touring with green hairline right that's a lot yeah so uh there's just interesting things we can pull from that and um and do you write the scripts or do they yeah, write the we scripts? do uh we usually co-write jess and i co-write um melissa erico i generally will write nika graffa lanzaroni and i co-write um a lot of it's collaboration where uh they will sort of create a nebulous thing and I will sharpen it because I'm known to do jokes. Right. Right. And I, I know how to get to the gist really quickly. I, I'm sorry this is audio because Robbie is is doing hand movements I am to show gist. I am gesticulating <laughs> just to the point that I can take it to the precipice and yeah. also create a really quick joke about it to move on because nobody wants a New Yorker piece to be like their banter, my God, kill me. They, you know, at Cabaret Space, you have 70 minutes to tell your story and songs, and it's like boom, 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 quick, quick, quick. Why do you think people love when they get to go to a cabaret space like 54 mm -hmm. Below or, or sure. various spaces in New York City or across the great land? What is it that we love so much about being up close to these people that we've seen in huge venues and suddenly we get to see them in these really intimate storytelling venues? I think a lot of that has to do with the intimacy of it and also the pulling away of the, the armor um, because you are Alana Levine. You are not Lucy 
from from Charlie Brown. So we are learning something about you and the songs that you and your collaborators. I'm saying you, Alana, right. although if you've we were not to do done a one. Right. Oh my God, we should do that. Okay, hundred percent. I'm in. Right. Um, guys, little known facts that now you know. Yes. Uh, can you sing it? You song? heard it here. <laughs> can I sing that song? Great. Yes, Good. I could. Good. I could sing that song. <laughs> so um, I thought you said, "Can you sing?" <laughs> and we'll talk about that in great. the show. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but it's it says something about you and your tastes, and what is interesting to you, the human, and not so much the performer. Great singing is so important and like a part of it. But like you saw my show, I'm a B plus singer, B minus with a personality that and that's like i think what comes came across comes across for sure um is, i mean i'm um, not going to agree with your grading system but i understand oh, I, but your I know, perception what I, I know my limits right right there's a reason i had a big band in my show because my voice needs a support bra to just lift it up right right uh <laughs> not everybody needs that melissa we always just use a piano because like she's melissa erico and right. she's pristine and it's been fascinating to work with these women, specifically women. I love working with strong women and just creating a fun atmosphere for them because cabaret is not a money-making gig ever. It's for the love. Uh, yeah, honestly. And so um, if they can have a good time while they're doing it, they, I would, yeah, I was called the Diva Whisperer by a few of those ladies because I just like to create a, a fun atmosphere where they can do some of their own experimental. And feel safe. Yeah, really experimental storytelling, though, because, again, the armor is off. They're not, she's not Irene Malloy. She's Kate Baldwin. Right. I mean, she's going to look well, great. she's also Irene Malloy. Yeah, right now. Eight shows a week. Yeah, Super Theater. Are we just chilling for Scott Rudin at this point? <laughs> well, he needs our help. <laughs> yeah, this Hello, is really... Dolly. He's just having a real mm. hard time selling tickets. Yikes. I feel like it is an art form that is having a comeback. Gonna... It's an exciting moment in cabaret. I agree. And you are at the center of it, and you are oh, that's kind. Uh, going to go to London? I Yeah, we leave for London. <laughs> so I, Get your passport. I have Jessica's shows in um, a week, a week from yesterday for a run. And then Melissa Erico and I hop on a plane for a run of our uh, Sondheim show in London. And then when we get back, we start to build her and Ryan Speakman's brand new show in June for a run here at 54. Well, this is really exciting. I'm very tired. Thank you for being exhausted. <laughs> you're welcome. Because you're making people so happy oh by sharing God. these beautiful artists with all of us who have the privilege of getting to see them. And because of YouTube, little bits of all yeah. these shows are available. I and put them all on my website. So You are RobbieRoselle.com? That's it. That's yeah. all you need to know, people. You can see little bits of all these beautiful performer shows. You can see some of Robbie's stuff. You can see his beautiful design. Oh. And uh, I met you a year ago at Broadway. This is Con, our anniversary. And I wanted to say thank you for having me. I got you this piece been. of paper. I love it. You've paper been a great friend year. to me. Pleasure. And it is really an honor to have you on my show here. And thank you for being with me at Broadway Con well, 2018. Well, this is my pleasure, 100%. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Oh. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Alana Levine, <laughs> Defying Gravity, coming to Fine Science 54 below. That's right. No cherry picker here. Nope. Don't need it. <laughs> Don't need it. Don't need it. You know what? Running. You know who doesn't need it? That kid. <laughs> wow. And we're out. Okay. Clouds can make the wind blow. Fox 
If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says Contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast. And on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. This episode was brought to you by Pro Media. Located in Times Square, Pro Media offers both production and post production services out of its beautiful studios in the heart of New York City. Pro Media Sound Vision. Find out more at promedia.nyc. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.